Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Today, we're going to talk about money and whether it can or can't buy happiness. So I've been taking this online course on happiness, more specifically the science of well-being. And the goal of the course is to just guide us on how to increase our happiness and build more productive habits that will contribute to overall life happiness and growth. So I've always thought myself to be a happy person, but I could always, we could always work on improving ourselves. And something that I really want to improve this year about myself is building more productive habits to build more consistency. And the one habit, and I just talked about this in a previous podcast, but the one habit that I want to work on for myself to break is to stop worrying and catastrophizing. Um, If you haven't checked out that podcast, go ahead and listen to it. But if you haven't listened to it yet, I discuss how I'm prone to worrying and anxiety. It's not really something that I want to continue. It's not, I understand that it is a part of my personality and is a part of who I am, but I think it's also something that I can grow out of through better habits. So this course I just wanted to kind of challenge myself to learn something new and grow. And in turn, I can also, with that worrying and with that anxiety, you can kind of become a negative person. And I didn't even realize how negative I can be sometimes in terms of optimism versus pessimism until until I started this course. And it was kind of like shining a light on myself and looking at myself in the mirror. And so before we started the course, we took a few assessments to measure where we were in terms of whether we see the glass half full or half empty, you know, just measuring optimism, realism, pessimism, etc. And after I took those kind of cursory, just to get a marker of where you're at, after I took those assessments, I was kind of shocked to see the results. Um, apparently, I'm a, ha- I'm, I'm a glass half empty type of person. And I've always thought myself as a realist, like a realist, a realistic optimist or optimistic realist. I guess that's how you would say it. I've always thought myself as that kind of person. But when I got the results back, it showed that I err more on the side of seeing the glass half empty. And I think that's, again, tied into my worrying and kind of anxiety and my tendency to catastrophize things and think about the worst thing possible before it can even happen. So that's something that I've been really consistently working on because it really is just a waste of time and it just brings unnecessary stress and worry and you waste so much time being worried about things that are not going to happen. So even though I've only been taking this course for about five weeks, I've learned a lot about myself in that time. And I've learned about not only a lot about myself, but a lot of better practices and habits. And these practices and habits, I've been implementing them in my life. And I can already kind of see a difference in myself. So if you're interested uh, in the course, you can drop me a voice note on Anchor FM, or you can send me a message on Instagram at Sasha Spins, and we'll talk about it. 
But back to today's topic. (laughs) So one topic that came up during this course that I've always kind of taken issue with this idea, sentiment, phrase when people say it is that money cannot buy happiness. Oh, that oh, I'm still I'm still working on me. I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> so while I understand what they're trying to say, and there is a science to back this, it's not just hollow mouth diarrhea, the idea that money cannot buy happiness. There is in fact a science behind it. And while I can intellectually know this on an intellectual level, on a base human level, it's just something that rings so hollow and disingenuous to me. And I've, I've always felt that it's something that people with money say to download the, to downplay rather, the benefits and perks that come with wealth and connections. Because I've never heard anyone who is struggling or living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, just has an average kind of income, your standard man or woman with a wife or a husband and two or three kids and a mortgage payment and maybe a car payment or two, I have never heard just the average person that I'm around. I'm not around a lot of wealthy people. I'm not around a lot of people with a lot of money and disposable income. So I often see that sentiment of money can't buy happiness. I've seen it expressed by people with money, often in the media and talks that I listen to. But it's not something that the I've ever heard the average person say. So to me, it leads me to believe that it's something that people with money just kind of say to kind of make people comfortable, you know, make the average Joe comfortable that they don't want the average Joe to think that there is some deficiency in them because they don't have that wealth or they don't have those connections. That's just my opinion. And that's always what comes to mind when I hear that phrase. So like I said, there is a science behind it to prove that money can in fact not buy happiness. And the course that I'm taking right now, it goes over that science. And it's not only the course that goes over this science, but it's something that I've seen also many times when I've seen people who have these talks about it, they'll say, okay, money can't buy happiness. And the benchmark to that is $75,000. What they'll say is that $75,000 is the amount of money the average person needs to, quote, be happy, unquote. Basically, you only need $75,000. You only need to be making $75,000 to be happy. Any more money that you make more than like $75,000, your happiness levels are not going to increase. You're not going to be profoundly better off at in terms of your approach to or your level of happiness self-reported happiness and you can basically be a millionaire people who win the lottery they one of the surveys that they had to like prove this science was they give lottery winners a survey of their own happiness levels and they're not going to straight up ask you are you happy now that you're a millionaire you know no it doesn't work like that they ask you like different questions and from those questions they can infer certain things so the science behind that is just that $75,000 is the baseline you will not be any happier financially if you make more than $75,000 i I'm going to call BS on that. (laughs) And so, and that's what it comes down for to me. I think it comes down to semantics because while I cannot walk into 
a happy store, a store that sells happiness. I cannot walk in there and say hello and go to the clerk and be like, I would like to buy five units or shares or bags or bundles or bottles or whatever of happiness. You know, they cannot hand me over happiness and I it's not something that I can purchase. So this is why I say it's semantics because while I cannot purchase happiness, while money can't buy happiness, there are a lot of things that money can buy that contribute to overall happiness. Money can buy comfort, it can buy security, it can buy healthcare, it can buy options. And that's the biggest thing for me. Money gives you options. For example, the legal system. Money can buy you a good lawyer. We see all the time how the legal system, how poor people, how people who are living in disadvantaged situations are at an overall disadvantage as it pertains to the legal system, how they are routinely taken advantage of, jailed, given harsher sentences, etc., etc., just for being poor. But there are people with means, there are people with wealth who will commit the same crimes and offenses and money can buy them good representation, which ultimately that representation that money can buy, it will benefit you in the legal system and you will not be a victim of the things that people without money fall victim to because they don't have the means. So those are just one of the options. That's just one example in which to show that money can, in fact, buy you options, which ultimately increase your happiness. Because I don't think that there are many people in jail sitting around with money, like who don't have money, who are like, man, I would really be, I'm really happy inside of this jail. I am choosing to be here right now. I don't think that that's the case, <laughs> especially for small time petty things that people with money wouldn't even it wouldn't affect their life one way or the other. So along with options that money can buy you, a legal representation is one of them. Comfort is one of them. Comfort in housing particularly. When I was living in Baltimore, I was hashtag poor and (laughs) had crappy insurance. I had a starter job. This was at the height of the recession back in 2010. And I was graduating. I just graduated from college and everyone was telling me that I was just, I should just be happy to have a job because there were a lot of people in my cohort that were graduating from school that did not have jobs. And it's funny, I was going through my emails the other day and I saw I came across my offer letter I was just when I I distinctly remember when I got that offer letter I was just so happy to be making money and looking back on it I'm like oh my god they really took advantage of me if I had known my worth at that time I would have been like absolutely not but hey I like I said recession I was just excited to have a job I was just excited to finally be able to start paying back my student loan bills But that job was in Baltimore and I was living with my parents at the time and the commute was like ridiculous. So I decided to, it was like over an hour and a half. It was just very stressful. I'd had to get on a bus and then the bus would take me to the metro and then I would um, metro station where I could catch the train and then I would take the Mark train to the Mark train stop in Baltimore and then I would get off the Mark and then get on the bus and then go to work. So it was just very, it was very stressful and I just did not 
uh, the one thing that money can also buy is shorter commutes because you can live closer to work <laughs> and have the, a lot of closer to work areas or a lot of places that are close to the jobs here are super expensive. So anyways, I'm sorry, I went on a random tangent, but when I was not random, but when I was living in Baltimore, I did not want to be commuting so I moved to Baltimore but also I had a crappy job and well it wasn't crappy it was just not well paying and it was paying well enough that I was able to find an apartment but it was in a not so good neighborhood and I couldn't even the job that I had it wasn't well paying and it didn't have great insurance so I'm living in a not so good neighborhood and for years I had been needing to take out my wisdom teeth they had always given me headaches and I was excited because I was like oh well now that I have this job I have amazing insurance I can get my wisdom teeth taken out um I did not have amazing insurance and (laughs) if I had gotten my wisdom teeth taken out at the time with the insurance that I had my out-of-pocket expenses would have been $7,000 to get my wisdom teeth taken out. I was making $40,000, around $40,000 at the time, and I couldn't even afford to get my wisdom teeth taken out. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I, well, I got a raise at that point for $40,000, but I had started off in the low 30s. So I'm living paycheck to paycheck, sometimes deciding between paying my student loans or paying my rent or buying groceries. And that was my dilemma many times. And if I was making $75,000, maybe I would have been happier, but that was not an option for me at the time. I was not very happy. So if you had told me during that time that, oh, Sasha, money can't buy happiness, I probably would have wanted to punch you in the face. (laughs) So fast forward a, a few years from then, I started working in the DC area the metro DC area and I was making a little bit more money and so I was able to move into a better community and because I was making more money I had a little bit my insurance was a lot better and so I had a better paying job better insurance I could finally afford to get my wisdom teeth taken out that out of pocket I don't exactly remember but I don't even think it was up to twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars so The idea of at the time of me having paid, like would have had to pay like $7,000 to get my wisdom teeth taken out, that was a daunting expense for me. It was then when I was making $40,000, it still would have been at this point in my life. Now, if somebody asked me $7,000 to take out my wisdom teeth, I'd be like, what? But that I had the option and money, better paying, a better paying job brought me better options. So with money comes options. And so the idea that money can't buy happiness, that's a semantics thing. Money can buy comfort. Money can buy options. Money can buy you better healthcare, which in turn will make you a lot happier. Right now, I live very comfortably. I want for very little and therefore, I'm happy. I'm, I'm generally fairly happy. I wake up happy. It's very mind-boggling to some people, like how happy I wake up, how happy I just am to be alive because life is a gift. And I remember this one girl, I was getting on the elevator 
this this memory sticks with me because it's just crazy to me that people can genuinely be annoyed by the happiness of others but I was getting on the elevator and I was like hey good morning how are you and she straight up asked me she was like why are you so happy in the mornings why are you so happy she was just very annoyed (laughs) she was like so annoyed that I was so happy but I'm like I have a good life there is very little that I want for and the fact that I woke up today that's something in and of itself to be happy for because life is a gift there are thousands thousands of people that went to sleep last night and they did not wake up today so that in and of itself I don't care what I'm going through what I encounter during the day to have the gift of life is something that we should all be happy for every single day And I think I told her something to that effect and she rolled her eyes and got off the elevator. So anyways, all of this to say that while I live comfortably now, if I made more money, I would be able to do a lot more things with that and it would probably increase my happiness to a certain degree. I would be able to purchase a home. That would make me very happy. I'm not able to purchase a home now. That's something that genuinely brings me a lot of sadness because I've always wanted to be a homeowner. I've always wanted to have, it's always my vision to have like a three bedroom town home with like two full baths and one half bath and I've just always had that vision but just where I'm living now it's like so expensive so I don't know if I will ever be able to buy a home in this area I would probably have to move further out but I know if I made more money if I had more wealth and I could buy a home I would probably be a little bit happier if I made more money I could aggressively pay down my student loans and start saving money towards the eventual house that I'm able to buy someday or put away money in my 401k towards eventual retirement because unfortunately millennials we have been given a very interesting situation and a lot of millennials I know are very concerned about like being the idea of being able to retire, whether they're going to have to work into their 70s because of the economy that we walked into. But I have a lot of thoughts for that. And that's a different conversation for a different day. But (laughs) money, it can buy vacations, which can increase happiness. It's freezing cold. I'm not a winter person. I want to go on vacation so badly. And I think I'm just going to start planning a trip for myself. <laughs> if Snowbay doesn't want to go, I'm going to just start planning a trip for myself and go somewhere warm because I need to be out of the East Coast. I need to be away from this cold weather. So all of this to say, while I do understand where they're coming from when they say that money can't buy happiness, they say they being the instructor in the course that I'm taking, while I understand where they're coming from when they say that money can't buy happiness, and I do understand the science behind it, it's also a frustrating sentiment for me because I just feel like that's not true. I feel like it's really dismissive and because it doesn't acknowledge the growing dearth we have between the haves and the have-nots. If you look at the income levels in this country, the richer are literally getting rich, the wealthier getting wealthier, and the poor are getting poorer, and the middle class are also getting poorer. So to not acknowledge that we are living in a time where there is indeed wealth inflation going on 
and I won't even necessarily call it wealth inflation. That just there's a growing, there's a growing gulf between people with money and with means, and people without means and without money. And that sentiment that money cannot buy happiness, it doesn't take into account that reality. It doesn't acknowledge that there are people that are living paycheck to paycheck, who are legitimately living without, who are just struggling. And so the idea to continue to kind of pump out this idea that money can't buy happiness, it's, it's disingenuous. And I'm just, here's where I'm at. I'm like, let's, condu- let's conduct a social experiment. Let's do it. Why don't we give like 100 or 200 people $75,000, the amount that they say that will cap, that is a cap amount where we're going to breach peak happiness. We're not going to get any happier if we make more than $75,000. Why don't we give people who are making, say, $40,000, I think that's the average medium in, median income in America. I think that's what I've read. Why don't, so why don't we give 100, 200 people that are making $40,000, give them $75,000, and see if they report that their happiness levels increased. And I think that obviously they will report that their happiness levels increased, but because they have nearly double the amount of means than they had before. But here's the thing. Then we give another 100 or 200 people, another group of people that were also making $40,000, except instead of giving them 75,000, you give them 85 or $90,000. More, more than the amount that you would, you, we supposedly need to be happy and see if they report in an increased or decreased levels of happiness in comparison to the group that was given $75,000. I personally volunteer as tribute to be included in the group that gets eighty-five dollars or $90,000. I'm right there. I'm raising my hand. So <laughs> I'm volunteering myself for this experiment. But yeah, I want to see what the end result of that will be because while again it's just like on an intellectual level they show you the science of it and you understand the science of it you're like yes I see it but just on a human level I just cannot rock I cannot get down with the idea that money can't buy happiness I I just I can't get I don't think that's true and I want to know what other people think about it Do you think that money can buy happiness? Do you think money can't buy happiness? Why or why not? Do you have a personal testimony about it? Were you making a significant amount of money, like 40,000, 50,000, and you got a lot more money and you recognized or you felt like your happiness levels did not increase? I genuinely want to hear about this because as I've grown in my professional life, I genuinely feel like... I have gotten happier and I've gotten happier because I'm making more. And it's not necessarily I'm not super excited or super into what I'm doing professionally, but the income that I make in turn has resulted in more options. And those options are what have increased my levels of happiness. So for me, no, semantically, I cannot say that money has bought me happiness. I can semantically say, however, that money has brought me comfort and a sense of security and 
options and those options are what contributes to happiness so i want to know what you guys think about this you can drop me a voice note on anchor fm or you can let me know on instagram follow give me a follow or shoot me a message at sasha spins i want to know what you think until next time peace out have a great day (laughs) 